Israel and Hamas agreed to a hostage release deal that will see a four-day pause in fighting. And he's back. Less than a week after being fired, Sam Altman is returning as the CEO of OpenAI. The Morning Rundown starts now. From the Straight Arrow News Studio, bringing the stories that matter to you from across the United States and around the world, this is The Morning Rundown. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. Early this morning in the Middle East, Israel and Hamas agreed to a hostage release deal that will see a four-day pause in the fighting in Gaza, the longest break since Israel launched its ground and air assaults against Hamas following the October 7th terrorist attack. In a statement, the Israeli government says over that four-day period, Hamas will release at least 50 women and children among the approximate 240 people abducted by the group. The deal also includes the release of 150 Palestinian women and children detained in Israeli prisons who, according to NBC News, citing Israeli officials, were accomplices in terror offenses. President Biden released a statement thanking Qatar and Egypt for helping broker the deal, saying this agreement will bring home additional American hostages. A senior U.S. official says three Americans, two women and a girl, are expected to be among those released. Israel says the pause in combat would be extended for every additional 10 hostages Hamas releases. More humanitarian aid and fuel will be allowed to enter Gaza during the freeze in fighting. According to local reports, the four-day ceasefire would begin Thursday morning. The Pentagon confirmed Tuesday the U.S. conducted airstrikes on two facilities in Iraq used by a militia group linked to Iran. The strikes follow a ballistic missile attack on U.S. forces in Iraq that resulted in minor injuries and damage to an airbase. U.S. officials say the Iran-backed militant group Kataib Hezbollah was behind the attack. Immediately following the attack, a U.S. military AC-130 aircraft in the area conducted a self-defense strike against an Iranian-backed militia vehicle and a number of Iranian-backed militia personnel involved in this attack. This self-defense strike resulted in some hostile fatalities. Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh adding that the U.S. was able to identify where the attack on U.S. troops originated from quickly as an AC-130 gunship was in the air at the time and spotted the group of militants launch the missile attack. This was the first time the U.S. reported an offensive response in Iraq. Previously, airstrikes were focused mostly in Syria. According to the Pentagon, since October 17th, 66 attacks have been conducted on U.S. forces in Syria and Iraq. This latest attack marked the first use of ballistic missile against Americans in the region. In a twist to the AI saga that began last week, Sam Altman will return as CEO of OpenAI, the same company whose board fired him just five days ago. The latest shakeup at ChatGPT's parent company also includes former Salesforce co-CEO Brett Taylor and former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers joining the board. Hours after Altman was ousted last Friday from the company he co-founded, he signed on to lead a new advanced AI research team with Microsoft, which is the largest investor of OpenAI. On Monday, hundreds of OpenAI employees, including one of its co-founders, signed a letter saying if the board did not resign and bring Altman back to the company, they would jump ship to Microsoft as well. 
Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella says the return of Altman and co-founder Greg Brockman to OpenAI will ensure the AI startup will continue to thrive and build on its mission. Altman took to X overnight saying, quote, I love OpenAI and everything I've done over the past few days has been in service of keeping this team and its mission together. With the new board and with Satya's support, I'm looking forward to returning to OpenAI and building on our strong partnership with Microsoft. At least three people are dead and three more are missing after a landslide in Alaska that cut off access to a remote fishing community and took out power to dozens of homes. The slide, estimated to be 450 foot wide, erupted down a mountainside Monday night during a rainstorm in the town of 2,000 people south of Juneau. Surge crews have found the bodies of a girl and two adults. Rescue teams are now using a cadaver dog and thermal imaging to try and locate two children and one adult who are still missing. Officials are warning of the threat of more landslides in the area, telling residents caught on the other side of the slide to evacuate by water taxi. With today being one of the busiest travel days of the year, severe weather across the country is threatening the Thanksgiving holiday plans of millions of travelers. On Tuesday, more than 2,000 flights were delayed, almost 30 canceled, due to a storm system bringing heavy rain and strong winds to the south and northeast, and even some snow farther north. The National Weather Service is warning holiday travelers to be weather aware. New York City has issued a travel advisory through today due to the wintry weather. The mayor telling travelers to leave with extra time. Already more than 10 million people have made it through airport security, outpacing 2019's pre-pandemic levels. As we have reported on the morning rundown, the TSA expects to screen more than 30 million people over this Thanksgiving holiday period. And AAA estimates more than 55 million drivers will travel over 50 miles. As for Thanksgiving Day itself, most of the country looks to clear out, with the exception being the northern Rocky Mountains, which could see some accumulating snow. Finally this morning, millions of Americans will come together with family and friends tomorrow to talk about what they're thankful for, but most say leave the political talk off the Thanksgiving table. According to a Quinnipiac University national poll, 61% of American voters would rather not talk about politics while they are dining on their stuffing and cranberry sauce. The poll says the wish of a politics-free dinner was similar across all political affiliations and age groups. The poll, however, says 29% of voters are looking forward to having a political discussion with family during their holiday feast. It just remains to be seen if their loved ones will feel the same way. These are your top stories for this Wednesday. You can now connect with the Morning Rundown in a variety of ways, including by subscribing to our podcast and signing up for our newsletter. Just visit san.com rundown to find out more. The Morning Rundown will return on Friday. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day and a happy Thanksgiving.